talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. All right, uh, lots of chatter in the last couple of days about Canada strengthening its continental defense and specifically NORAD. Uh, this is the defense system that protects the Arctic and uh, enemies flying up over at the top of the globe and such. Uh, something that was done years ago and has uh, been needing updating for a while. And now uh, this week, the announcement that uh, that work will be forthcoming. Let's bring in Dr. Jack Cunningham, Ph.D. Program Coordinator at the Bill Graham Center for Contemporary International History in Trinity College and the Monk School, University of Toronto, and is with us now. Jack, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. I am well, Scott. Hope you're well, too. So far, so good, Jack. Uh, We've talked about NORAD for years now. Why is it all of a sudden, and I'm sure the Russian invasion of Ukraine has lots to do with this, but why is this a project we're looking at now? Well, the Russian invasion of Ukraine is almost entirely what it's about. Uh, for ever, ever since uh, 2014, when Putin annexed Crimea, we've had ample evidence that, uh, that Russia was prepared to be a bad actor internationally. And Canadians have not taken that terribly seriously until the invasion of Ukraine, despite the fact that our own military and our American allies have uh, pressed us on the need for NORAD modernization. What would Putin's reaction be to this announcement? Well, he probably won't be very happy, but uh, I'm not particularly concerned about his feelings. Uh, the important thing is that we are already vulnerable to uh, Russian uh, Russian attack under uh, under various uh, hypothetical scenarios, and it makes sense to uh, to upgrade uh, NORAD. The um, the Russians already have bombers that can launch cruise missiles beyond the range of the North Warning System. It's part of NORAD to detect them. They're they're uh, they're they're working on uh, hypersonic missiles whose uh, speed makes them very difficult indeed to track and target, and which are quite beyond the capabilities of of NORAD as it is, which are now on the verge of becoming obsolete. How long will this upgrade take, and do we have the capability of defending ourselves with this? Well, we do have the capability of defending ourselves with it if all goes according to. All goes according to plan, but that's obviously a very big if. This is a substantial investment, uh, and it and it will uh, tax the rather uh, dysfunctional Canadian military procurement system uh, to the max. It also raises important questions about Canada's defense posture. You may remember that back in two thousand and uh, I think it was two thousand and. Uh, in three or 2004, the Martin government refused to take part in ballistic missile defense with the Bush administration. But now uh, part of the NORAD modernization is acquiring air-to-air missiles that only make sense for Canadian forces to have if we're going to take part in actually uh, in actual uh, ballistic missile defense, in not just detecting but in actually shooting down uh, in uh, intruders. And uh, that raises the question of whether this debate is going to be reopened. You talked about attitude. We heard uh, Minister Jolie, Foreign Affairs Minister Jolie, talk about Canada's military and referring to them as conveners, uh, not necessarily a superpower. Are we seeing a change in attitude here, or is this just Band-Aids? Well, the proof is going to be uh, whether this modernization actually proceeds in a, uh, in a timely manner. If it's, uh, if it's only Band-Aids or if it's only empty political rhetoric, we'll know soon enough. 
Now, there is a NATO summit upcoming in the next uh, week or so. Uh, does this play into that at all? Well, it does, because while NORAD is not uh, part of NATO, it is certainly part of Western defense, as broadly understood. And it's uh, it's certainly crucial to our uh, our American ally. Remember, NORAD is the only binational command in existence anywhere on the planet. Uh, Canadians have prided themselves on that. We've prided ourselves on the fact that the uh, that it has an American uh, commander and a Canadian deputy commander. That the Canadian was actually in command on on 9/11, and uh, and so on. But uh, for years, uh, successive governments of both parties have neglected to make the necessary investments to make NATO, I'm sorry, NORAD, uh, technologically uh, uh, fit for purpose. Um, the uh, what? I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Jack. What sure. are we con- What are we concerned about if? Uh, Russia was supposed to take Ukraine in a couple of days. Here we are. It's like over 123 days. Uh, they're still hammering away, but many thought that this would be done by now. If they're having mm-hmm. such a hard time with Ukraine, why are we worried about them coming over the top of the Arctic? I think we're worried about the possibility that we and our allies could be vulnerable to political intimidation if the Russians had the uh, the capability to uh, to strike us effectively. Uh, it's uh, it's not so much the uh, the fear of direct attack as such that's uh, that's a concern, but the fear of nuclear blackmail and the uh, the free pass that would give Putin worry to actually have the uh, the capacity to uh, to implement such threats. Will we see Canada up its ante at this NATO summit and and promise more uh, more contribution? I hope so. It would be it would be quite an embarrassment if we didn't. After all of the uh, talk we've had recently about about how the, the international situation has changed, we can't very well argue that we're now living in a less predictable, more dangerous world, and then refuse to uh, ante up when it comes to defending ourselves and our allies against the uh, the principal disturbers of the peace. Dr. Jack Cunningham with us, program coordinator, Bill Graham Center for Contemporary International History, Trinity uh, Trinity College, and the Monk School, University of Toronto. Jack, as always, thank you so much for the time. Be well. You too, Scott. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.